0: Mr. Finley, how are you this morning, yeah, sir? Good morning, Tommy. How are you? Uh, I'm doing delightfully, sir. Uh huh. Like a like a, like a wind-swept baggie floating in the winds.
1: Not not <coughs> nonsensical, but go ahead.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Wind flung banging, Not I like that, Joseph, yes. I don't know. I'm just feeling ebull- ebullient this morning. Mm-hmm. More punchy. I'm not sure what... i would probably punchy more than anything, but that's okay. That is all right.
1: Fascinating.
0: How are you? Uh, I'm
1: good. I, having just seen these two films, I'm better, I would say, as a... As a person? As a person than I was before, which okay. is difficult, because I'd reached, I thought, the apex of my...
0: A pre- being a predator, yes. <laughs> my
1: predator apex, yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh yeah, I, uh, I know what you're probably hinting at, and I think mm-hmm. that's worth discussing for sure. Okay, but uh, yeah, so um, let's talk <laughs> some Rita Hayworth, man. Let's do it. Yeah,
0: yes. I are um, onto the Rita Hayworth boat, and, and I got to be honest, uh, Finley number one, my dad, yeah, couldn't be more happy if he tried. Like this is his, this was, I think this was his number one crush. Okay, that's that's totally understandable. You know, it's funny
1: you mentioning that. It's I don't recall, and uh, all Finley's on film listeners will remember, if, a little tutorial here, that the rule from Finley 1 was VHS tape, slow-mode, six-hour process, three films per actor or director, hopefully mm-hmm. within the four, the four or five-year window. Mm-hmm. I don't recall a Rita Hayworth tape. She was auxiliary uh, to others. She I guess. was
0: pretty much auxiliary to others, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. you know, as far as like um like the the actress who most invoked like, you know, the dad with the wolf eyes and the tongue. Yeah, that reaction out of my dad that was always the, the she was this was always the number one right here.
1: We Okay, more than Marilyn even. You and I have have uh have created a, a small list of, of people who just not women who just knocked this out. Well men too, I guess if you count like Brando or something, but like women who whose sort of sensuality has knocked this out.
0: Right. And um, okay, their and, and also their their intelligence, yes. But yeah.
1: Sometimes it yeah. depended on the person, but like Gene Tierney was oh. one who just knocked us out. I don't really know much about her her intelligence. Right, right, right. I do know that Hedy Lamar, Jeez. Hedley, H- Hedy Lamar, um, has that sort of it was a brainiac and a really interesting person. And, and we thought, but, oh my god, just what an amazing hominy, hominy, for hominy, sure. hominy, hominy, hominy. Yeah. Clara Beau was kind of a surprise to yeah, us. The it yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we're missing somebody here, but I I'm now ready to put. I mean. Uh, you know, yeah. uncon- <laughs> without controversy, I suppose Rita Hayworth on <laughs> Why, this list Come of on, now, Joe. Come Incredible on, women, and I'm going to say this. By the way, I'm going to just sort of admit something that I on air that I admitted to you, Tom, earlier, which was the, the one of. the... I would feel creepier about it. Let me explain. The creepy thing I did was um, Rita Hayworth is dancing in this movie, and I'm I'm seeing her her dress twirl around, and it occurs to me I don't think she's wearing. Underwear in, uh-huh. in this thing, but, but who the hell could tell? Wait a minute, you, YouTube slow speed technology. Let me slow you way down. Now, this and does in. kind of make me a predator. By the way, I found, as they would say in Revenge of the Nerds, mm-hmm. we got Bush. We found some nude Rita Hayworth dancing in there because, in fact, she
0: was not wearing underwear. But let me now explain myself. Oh, because- unhappy underwear. What? For not being there. Go on. It made sense in my head. Well, you know, whatever. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> so, so, um, so I found this sort of like slow mo, kind of like Mister Skin style. Found a slow, um, a mo way to get into Rita Hayworth's nudity there. Mm-hmm. And then for a second, I thought, "Oh man, you've really hit the bottom of the barrel here. You shouldn't admit this to anyone." But here's my thinking Maybe on it. We publicly. <laughs> well, here, well, yeah, well, to however many listeners. But here's my here's my thinking on the issue. I think. It's okay, and here's why. I think that in 1946, they had no sense that anyone would be able to do that. And so it was sub- it was subliminal messaging. They mm-hmm. knew that it would affect us. We'd yeah. be like sort of in the back of our mind like, what, what? You know, not sure what we saw, but all the more attracted to her in this film. And so since they were doing that, and she must have been a party to it, I feel okay. Uh 70-something years later, doing slow-mo and getting a deep dive into Rita Hayworth's deep dish. Nice. (laughs) So I'm going to say that. And also, Your
0: powers of rationalization are on point, sir.
1: Well, you know, they're backed by um, the folks at at Silicon Valley. We're
0: at a weird weird point in life where where, where, the the need to... uh, Uh, To alibi this behavior in the first place even comes up so yeah
1: Well, I'll tell you why I because uh, speaking of Marilyn one thing and maybe this is just me getting older Like Mm -hmm. I I have changed my tune a bit on Hugh Hefner and Mm -hmm. and I always saw him as kind of like well Come on. He's a sexual liberator the bon vivant, you know, like (laughs) you uptight squares And then I read a few accounts of the first issue with Marilyn Monroe Which is what has the famous nude picture of her on the bed Mm -hmm. and how he got a hold of those and she had begged him not to publish them, and he was like, "Too bad, sweetheart. Yeah. I'm just doing that." I'm assuming that's what he spoke like back in 1953. <laughs> and and I and so there are moments where I do feel like it's worth a conversation to go, well, what's justified and what's not. But when you're throwing Rita Hayworth's bush in my face subliminally, <laughs> I can't help but do this deep dive slumbo. That's my um, introduction to Rita Hayworth we'll this morning. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have never, I had never, um, to my knowledge, seen a. Re- oh no, that's not true. I saw a movie called Separate Tables. I think we should do some time. And she she has, I think, top billing on that in 1958, but it's an ensemble cast. I, I'd never seen any other Rita Hayworth movies, and certainly not the one I'd heard about for years, the famous one, Gilda. Yeah,
0: this first one we're talking about, Gilda. I always, to say, I always wanted to say it the wrong way, but yeah, Gilda, yeah. Yeah, no one knows what you're talking about, so go ahead. Yeah, Yeah. no, gosh, I've never seen this movie either. I've only seen the one scene, uh, and it's the famous scene. It's the it's the scene where like you get away, like, this is This is Rita Hayworth at her best. This is a scene you do. You build an entire movie around this scene for for Rita Hayworth, where that 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 ridiculous hair flips entrance that she makes in it. Well, that's that is maybe the sexiest thing that's ever been
1: captured. It's a bit of a parallel to um, apparently. You know, she was the. uh, This is forty six, but. In the previous war years, she was the, like the top pinup girl beyond Betty Grable, Betty, Betty Grable, um, Rita Hayworth. And and it's a similar sort of pose, you know, kind of like half negligee, hair flippy pose. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I didn't know about Rita Hayworth was all this sort of interesting stuff beforehand, how, how she, before Gilda... Um, She hadn't really found a place. And we can talk later on whether she she ever found a place after Gilda either. But but she she was born um, into this dancing family. Margarita Casino was her name. And she was Margarita Casino even initially as... uh, That sounds like a pizza. Uh, margarita Casino Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> margarita I'll take a, a margarita Pacino. casino, please, <laughs> with, with, with the pie showing in slow mo. Uh, but um,
0: but she she was her dad was uh. uh, uh sorry, call I back, need to call back, up. buddy. I'm just making, I'm making like deer noises. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so so she her um her dad was a, a dance instructor. Mm. And and um, so she was like a, a top notch dancer when she was like twelve and thirteen, really. And in fact, the, the way they were placing her in movies, I didn't know this. She was in Fred Astaire movies, a couple of Fred Astaire movies. Fred mm. Astaire named her as his favorite partner. Sorry, Ginger. Really. Um. And and Gene Kelly movies. So she was gonna first. She was like the Latin, the Latin heat. You know, like one of those like Dolores. <laughs> um. Who's who's the woman who uh,
0: Dolores Del Rio?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like a Dolores Del Rio. I was thinking the other one. Uh,
0: Oh, I gotta think of it. Not, not chiquita banana huh no
1: no the woman who who it's always claimed that she died Kerm, by Kerma Miranda. no by by hitting her head on a toilet but that's that's kind of a myth We did a whole episode on
0: her ah, okay
1: anyway, the point is,
0: don't expect me so to she, remember she was things sort of gonna from be, five minutes ago. Come on. <laughs> Sorry,
1: it's early for Tom. So, so, um, so, so she was sort of slotted in that role and uh, uh, as the, the sort of like um, Mexican femme fatale or something like that. And then her then well, let's use her dancing skills. And she's an amazing dancer. It turns mm-hmm. out like this knockout dancer. Mm-hmm. But that didn't quite do it either. And it took took this. I would say very clearly noir film. Am I off in calling it? Oh <laughs> like no, I think it's one of the noir. It's noir to yeah.
0: the it's to the tenth degree it's, it's of noirishness. Yeah, it's, it's it's it has it has all the qualities of noir. That's kind of that are kind of like, ah, come on, little. <laughs> A yeah. Little upsetting, almost. Yeah,
1: yeah. It is almost. I would say. I wondered if it hit your because you were um, one of the only people I know who wasn't um, a big fan of uh, Double Indemnity, and I wondered because you thought, "Well, oh, for fuck's sake, it's a little too much." Like, <laughs> it was a Friday night. I was.
0: This, this movie had some of those qualities. Yeah, going a little on. bit. It really was. It really was. It was. This movie was completely for me carried by the actors. Uh, I'll tell you what this movie was for me. It was. Um, <laughs>
1: It was Scarface, but but good. Okay, it was like Pacino's okay. Scarface. Right. It reminded me of it in so okay. many ways, my Cause friend. Because there's,
0: there's a this movie has a it, it's like it's it's cartoony in a lot of ways. It really it really goes that sort of extra sort of bumpus uh, mile to. Uh, uh, the, to to for did you everybody to punctuous? be? Yeah, I, I did. I don't know. I don't even
1: time. know. Bunctuous. Well, I mean, look
0: that up, sir. <laughs> 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 okay, but but for the but rest of us, just us extra, like to it just goes that extra mile to get across what everybody is very yeah. clearly, and it's like it's like almost painfully so. Yeah. So, so Glenn Ford is 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 like
1: wait. I don't think it... wait. I'm going to disagree with you, but a little bit because I think there are elements. What saves it from being too over the top, Norris, is there are elements where it's clearly there's something there, but it's not going to fully tell you what it is, or maybe never tells you it
0: what never it never really does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah go ahead. But, so. but 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 okay. So Glenn Ford's character is he's more than tough. At, more than, he's a little bit more than tough as nails. He's like yeah. It's like it's like he's like almost upsettingly like cartoonishly tough as nails. Like Gilda is a coquettish. It's Gilda. Uh, uh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now we're going to get there right. But uh what's her name? Rita. Rita. Old Rita. She's uh coquettish um like almost hilariously so. Like uh, like she's she's playing uh, she's playing the, uh, the the loose woman a little bit like funny. It's it's almost like a little too much. Everyone's almost a little too much but they're not quite. So it so I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's like it's got that cartoonish quality, but it but it is a saved movie. It isn't. It isn't awful.
1: It kind of has a couple different strands going too, because there's also like almost a little like Victor Hugo in this thing too. I I really want to sort of draw a lot of lines here because because Glenn Ford, first of all, it's it's the sort of the climb, if you will, Mm -hmm. right? He's he's a a sort of like a a dockside gambler or cheater, card sharp, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you will, right? <laughs> Who's
0: Professional gambler who nobody has taken off his thumbs yet. For
1: some right, and, and it's he's down in uh, Argent, they're in Argentina. Yep. And and, and uh, along that comes uh, George McCready, and it's just one of those kind of ridiculous vehicles of storytelling, like well, how the hell these two got connected. It's totally ridiculous. But George he, McCready he, is the...
0: He was cheating me, but I like the way he was cheating me. So yeah. I'm going to hire George, a, George him McCready, the by the way,
1: did you recognize him?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. I love that guy. He's <laughs> from Paths of Glory. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah.
1: Um, um but okay so 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 uh, Glenn Ford's welcomed into the Empire and in the the, the, the casino the, Empire the casino Empire um you know I'm shocked I'm shocked to find that there's gambling going on here right <laughs> and and he's he's welcomed the Empire and he meets quotes around that um Gilda. Rita, Rita, Hayworth, and and there's a, an animosity, but it's declared several times. It gets a little like meta. No idea.
0: Yeah, right. Go about on. how
1: much the the hatred is close to love, like
0: right. like like, and and oh, these two hate each other. Like, yeah,
1: but there's some indication that there might have there's some other knowledge or some past or something. Right, they might have grown up together, or uh... which, by the way, <coughs> here's what I like about it. They never really explain that. Right. And I, I like that about Which
0: it. Which I wonder now, but and, and as I was watching it, I was I couldn't help but wonder if that was A, like really good writing, or B, they never got around to writing that part.
1: I didn't feel it was a movie that had too terrible many loose ends. So mm, okay. I, I thought it was well executed and intentional. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, you know, now, now there's a sort of conflict because... Uh, Glenn Ford hates her, right, and she hates him. But like you're you're being told before it's apparent to you, really, that the hate really is a mask for for some sort of ten- sexual for, for tension like or hyper, something. Yeah,
0: for like a hyper affection of some kind. And then Glenn Ford, a ha- one.
1: <laughs> has this loyalty to the, his underboss boss, right? And right. It's like a, a, a decent one. So, mm-hmm. so all of that's sort of happening, and there's the police investigations, and it's the second the the second film I'm aware of from 1946. Set in Argentina that somehow has a, a thread or plot line about German metal, the German metal industry uh, being notorious, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so obviously that was on our minds as sort of like the post German South yeah, American. I think, people, I
0: think I think we were on to where Mangula was the whole time. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. From
0: very early on, yeah.
1: So so I mean there's a, a lot of great tension here, but 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 to me the film becomes Rises above the good level to the almost excellent level in in the third act. Because here's the thing about her, you call her coquettish. I just want to say, you know, I dated Gilda. I dated a Gilda when I was eighteen. Mm. This is a quick story. When I went to when I went to go live in Los Angeles, and I was uh, maybe seventeen, but this newly divorced twenty one year old redhead who looked a lot like Rita Hayworth was from <laughs> Dallas, okay. just
0: stunned
1: me. But the thing was, she was a lot like Gilda slash Rita Hayworth in that she was absolutely desirable at all times and a complete disastrous mess. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, God bless that woman. The the use of social media, I've now discovered she lives back in Texas and is a born-again Christian raising um, dash hounds. So, you know, there's always a journey for all of us if you're out there listening, (laughs) um, my Gilda. But but the point is, as I'm watching this, I'm, I'm looking at this thing and I'm going... Whatever she did to him, she uh, she uh, He's right in hating her. Oh
0: yeah, yeah
1: because yeah. there's something we've all mm-hmm. known somebody like this, and this could go across it gender. Goes, yeah, this goes. Both it could ways, absolutely right? go the other way. But somebody who just knocked you out because of their sensuality and, yeah. and all this sort of stuff, but who like uh, you know you you had to tell police officers all the time. I, I can get her off that overpass where she's throwing bricks at cars, officer. <laughs> you know, like the, the, and so you you I sympathized. With his hatred of her in this movie, a Mm -hmm. lot, and the way he starts to execute his revenge is so delicious. It it feels very satisfying. Oh, it's so personal.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he really yeah. He 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 basically he he basically puts together a plot to (laughs) to ruin her life, just to
1: ruin every
0: aspect of her. There's been all kinds of yeah. There's been there's all kinds of movies that have this kind of tension going on with them. But there's never I've never seen one that as honestly showed one person plotting to get vengeance on the other person.
1: Even after the other person has said, very convincingly, suddenly, like, I want to forgive her all of a sudden. Let's yeah.
0: stop. You know, let's put all fortresses <laughs> right. down. Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay. Let's, after I lead you behind this wall where there's a like, gallows, you know, like.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. It,
1: it's vicious.
0: Yeah. It gets really. It, it, yeah. Okay. And, and I have to say that the, to a certain extent, that leads to my one and only real problem with this movie. I got to be honest. Oh,
1: crusade we say it at the same time? Yeah. I have the same problem. Okay. One,
0: two, three. The ending. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, terrible, ending. yeah, ugh, yeah. Look, I, it's, it's one of those endings where you're like, man, nah, they didn't know what the fuck they were. They, no, they, they did not have that written out by the time they got to it.
1: Yeah, or they were sort of handcuffed by a studio who said, "We'll let you get away with the ninety percent of this, but we have to have something to satisfy." Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. The, the little comment cards at premieres
0: and stuff. Because he turns so delightfully against his own. He turns so quickly against his own vengeance. Yeah. Like and just suddenly they're the best. They're the best of friends at the it Like it like almost a, like a turn of a beat. It's kind of it, it was it was not great or believable, but that was my only real problem with this movie. Otherwise,
1: yeah, I thought it was beautifully shot. It reminded mm-hmm. me of of all the sort of plotting cinematography that Notorious had that same year.
0: I yeah. felt I, I, the same thing, but I got like with Michael Curtiz and like Casablanca that like Ooh. very competent like really Very like competent you know, I mean <laughs> I don't know like inspired is one thing but like yeah. Curtiz had that quality of being like just super like so competent that it's like nearly genius you know um, you know what? I want to
1: somehow make fun of what you're saying, but it's so twisted. I, I kind of like it. Mm. So competent at Borders on Genius. Somehow there's truth in what you're saying. Yeah, I can't quite figure like, it
0: out. We only like some people like do a, lot of, a lot of cinematography <laughs> like goes over too much in this way or too much in that way. It's really, you know, it's skewing you. This is just, it's just really, it's well done. And the use of shadows and lighting. Mm. cinematographically. Uh, I thought this was a beautiful movie. Yeah. I mean, and just that. One, and I would say that, by the way, just as that one shot of her like flipping her hair, like what, what a dumb entrance, but God damn, it's so beautiful. There's nothing. Not to quite do like as that.
1: beautiful as the quarter speed slow mode YouTube viewing <laughs> of her dancing in. I think Montevideo. That's another interesting thing. Somehow she's in Montevideo, Uruguay. That's Uruguay. yeah, Uruguay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and um, it's just sort of like it's. It's got, it's noir, but it's something a little more than noir, now that I think about it. Whatever that genre is, where it's almost like a, a, a noir with a, a touch of Henry James or something.
0: Hmm, okay. I don't know. All right. I, 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 noir with a touch of travelogue for me.
1: Well, that's what I mean by Henry James. Like some of these celebrities in Switzerland, and there's right. just like part of the story is takes place there, you know? Or, yeah,
0: right. And, and the enticing adventuresomeness of being in another country, that kind of thing. Too. Yeah. That's, that's definitely part of it for sure.
1: And Glenn Ford, you know, Glenn Ford, I guess, uh, I, I have to be fair, I guess became a better actor for it because by the time 1950 came around, he had learned to sort of have this great high wire act where it was half the time he was ready to be in a rageful fit, and the other half he was the most empathetic character. But prior to that, mm. in this movie, he's just the rageful. Fit, he's just a and monster. It's, <laughs> I love it, man. He's I just, love just a good-looking, in this good-looking,
0: smiling monster of a human <laughs> being. <laughs> he's rotten, but he's, but yeah, yeah, pretty beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Hey, can I? Um, do you have more on this one? Mm. I mean, I mean, except to say, you know, like I love I love following up on something. Going, it's a classic. Like right next to the column that says, man, this movie's kind of a classic." You know? Yeah. Then, I mean, I and feel and foolish. In other words, me. there's nothing to, to argue with about anything you've heard about this movie. Right? Yeah. No. It's a classic. It genuinely is. It is what it is. Uh, absolutely a classic. And, and a classic of the noir. I mean, oh, God Well, damn,
1: you and I, like, you have a roommate um, who, for instance, um, really dislikes black and white films. And that, that annoys us. Like, he just like, black uh, and white yeah, films? Yeah, yeah. Why would well, you watch a black and white film? Where's John Cena? Yeah. <laughs> right. But um, I will give this... I get to
0: mock him for that a lot. A
1: sort of, um, I do, when I catch myself leaning forward... Like almost like biting my nails to a 1946 black and white film, Mm. it does tell me it's a really good film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) when I'm not like. I have no awareness that it's an old film for 10 minutes, you know. It
0: also helps if you have never seen it before. That That's that's good too, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's the one that you've seen many times that you still lean forward into. That's, uh, that's a good movie. Well, we're going to have different
1: experiences just on that level with the next film. But before that, I, I hope you can indulge me for a second. I know this is very, very stupid, but I'd like to plug something that's not mine, and I can't figure out why I want to plug it. So here goes, people. I marvel at kids who watch YouTube all day, and it's like just somebody talking or unwrapping a box. It just seems to be the new way of putting people to sleep. I've never understood
0: ASMR. Is that
1: Well, I guess well, it's just it's just the idea like I'll watch a 3-year-old who's just watching an adult talk about like taxes almost. It's like kids just get me- mesmerized by, look, I can get on my tablet and now watch a human being do something, I guess. Okay. So I've never really understood it until I started watching this guy, and his name is Doug Helvering, H-E-L-V-E-R-I-N-G. And I'm telling you, I can see that he has almost nobody watching his stuff. He's less popular than we are. I'm not even sure how I stumbled uh, how's that, onto how's it, that but he 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 just does things like makes gravy or a snow angel as a fat guy, um, and everything he does. I just I, here's my request: if you're listening to this, go to the Doug Helvering YouTube channel and just comment that joseph from finley's on film sent you okay i just want that okay it's the dumbest thing ever thanks for indulging me
0: that was definitely indulgent but uh, sure no glad to help yeah absolutely all right let's talk about the Clean, next clearing, one clearing cleaning up your conscience i guess i guess yeah from
1: from the slow mo uh <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> nudity dive yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said dive Okay,
1: so we're talking now about a film. Tom has seen this film a million many, times. Many many, 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 many times. I've never seen it. Oh, I've you've seen, never seen it before? Never seen it before. Oh. I've certainly seen a couple of clips from it. Okay.
0: Um, but for some reason... I mean, you've and you've heard almost all the music from it, of course.
1: Yeah, I mean, over the years, yeah. just from listening to Sinatra albums. Right. Um, well, speaking of which, Frank
0: Sinatra, Rita Hayworth, you're the right. name of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah, like, wait, we haven't said the name of the movie wait, yet, darn. Here's a
1: segue. Yeah, I, I know. I, that's, right. He's in the movie, obviously.
0: Okay, so so the name of the movie is Pal Joey. Okay. All right. So
1: 1957's Pal Joey. Mm-hmm. Um do, do you want to start? I have a lot of things to say about it, but you being this kind of expert, I want to sort of hand it over to you first.
0: Uh, yeah. That wants, like, like, as Joseph said, I've watched this movie many, many times. I mean, one of the things about um, being, uh, being uh, myself, between me and my dad, essentially, we're two people who have always sort of fetishized San Francisco, particularly older San Francisco. Like We're definitely in that category. Mm-hmm. This is a movie that has really uses the city well. And uh, it's, there's some stuff in there that you see in there that you almost, I don't think I've ever seen in another movie. Like just the the, the opening scene in the is what what was called the International Settlement, which is a long dead uh, sort of red light district in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that that's something like if you're really into that city, you get that. So from that standpoint, this movie I love this movie just to, just from that standpoint, like going up to the old Spreckles Mansion, all this old, all this stuff going on so I've always loved this movie and it was really cool and I'm glad you, I'm surprised you've never seen it before hey that mansion by the way just kidding
1: um, I sort of thought for a second is that mansion the same mansion where McQueen Steve McQueen meets Robert Vaughn for the first time at the flower convention in Bullet
0: yeah Probably. Same, okay. Yeah, almost, every, almost for uh, for like 40 years, every time somebody was super wealthy in a mansion in San Francisco, they were living there. It was called the Spreckles Mansion.
1: Okay. okay. The Spreckles Sugar Magnet, Right, I which imagine. currently
0: owned, last I heard, was owned by Daniel Steele. Okay. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I know. I've never read a
1: Daniel Steele novel, have you? No. I just no. assume they're bad, but I don't know. Being that, male, true. I've never...
0: I've never been compelled.
1: Um, so, yeah, i th- I chose this um, movie thinking, I think she got top billing, so she thinking, got top
0: billing, which was kind of surprising at the time.
1: Well, yes, because she's not really necessarily the star. I, I would right. say if there were justice in the world, she'd have third billing, mm-hmm. although she's there's enough to talk about her, certainly in this movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah for sure.
1: Um, and you have
0: um, so look, I- apparently Frank never had a problem with her getting first billing either. Yeah, I guess. I yeah, mean, he I mean, got, got asked that question many times. Ah, it's, it's Rita Hayworth. What do you want? He said it that way. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and Kim Novak,
1: of course. Right. And this is I want to say this is the fourth movie I've seen her in at all. Mm-hmm. Um, two of them were set in San Francisco, and two of them she co-starred with Frank Sinatra. So there must be more Kim Novak that I, I need to see, for sure. Right. But it's like Picnic, Man mm-hmm. with a Golden Arm, right. this movie, and then Vertigo.
0: Right, right, right. That's right, right. kind of my sum total knowledge of Kim Novak. That's about as good as it gets. I mean, you, know, you could do a lot worse than that. And I think one of the things, that the, I think for me, one of the big takeaways from Kim Novak yep. is uh, God, she's hot, but she's not a great actress. I don't, I, I never, nah. I've never been impressed by her acting, but she, her her beauty, particularly in *Picnic*, it's always kind of blew me away on that. The the beauty in *Picnic*. Yeah, like yeah, she was. That's a, the movie I find her attractive, in.
1: And the other ones. Uh, for nothing, she's really? got a head. She's got head the size of a bread box. First of all, she kind of
0: mm-hmm.
1: John Tesh Frankenstein's her way around. And you're right, the way she talks is a little Stepford-y. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean,
1: I'm sure she, she's something kind of likable about her, but I don't find her acting good, and I don't. I find her looks completely vacant, and Amazonian.
0: Mm, okay. Um, Threatened by strong women, I get it.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, also it doesn't help that Frank Sinatra's still somehow hanging on to his like skinny kid routine. I think that'll be gone in about two years from here. But he's still got that tiny head.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when they're kissing, he, he's it's he's
1: kind of disturbing to that, look Get at. on
0: that box, Frank. We <laughs> it can happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And hide her, her, you know, her head is eclipsing you. I mean, so, so, so uh, he plays this sort of, um, I'm, you know, I get a little tired sometimes of Frank Sinatra's horseshit.
0: Whoa. And okay. I have
1: to say. I wasn't tired of it here. I totally accepted the Sinatra horse shit.
0: <laughs> so we're talking about his sort of. Hey, ba, ba, ba boo. Hey, lady here, yeah, lady yeah, that.
1: Yeah, Zabba, yeah. Like, all right, you know. Yeah, yeah. I got a dog. I keep it in the drawer. This is,
0: a, this is this is a movie. This is a movie that I mean started off as a play, and you can mm-hmm. almost say it was like written for Frank, the for the Frank Sinatra that Frank Sinatra became. Yeah. This is definitely that movie for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, per, it's a vehicle perfect vehicle for something. him. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. like you, 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 he could be in uh, From Here to Eternity, and well, that proves that he can act. Now, this is what this is what he does when he's not acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> this is that movie. He's he's glib as shit. He's uh, you're basically um, you know like a carny entertainer, sort of like singer. Uh, you know, he, he rolls the, he rolls the circuit around the United States. And uh, what would would have been sort of the death of vaudeville time period, um, you just you know a nightclub entertainer you know set loose with with a dream of one day owning his own terrible, terrible nightclub situation. And that's kind of what this movie's about, right? I mean, it is about that. There's uh, this is another sort he of one unconvincingly that unconvincingly falls in love with Kip Novak. That that part never actually makes sense in this movie. None of
1: it makes sense in this movie. No. I don't like Rita Hayworth cast as in the role of old lady. First of all, she's not a she's not attractive, she's not a, appealing, she's not particularly suave or she's just sort of like this a stock old lady character. <laughs> mm. That's all I can say about it who doesn't quite realize that she's an old lady. Right. Which, by the way, there could be some of this. The whole Orson Welles talked about um, Rita Hayworth being just a, like a loony nightmare. Like, like uh, drink... I mean, she, her alcoholism is like way up there and the, the the famous alcoholics, you know, like Amy Winehouse level, terrible <laughs> alcoholism.
0: I know. And neither of us could wait to have to put up with that. So, yeah.
1: Oh, I could. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. She just seemed like an absolute nightmare. And and I guess apparently it's what, what killed her, what contributed to her like alcohol related dementia. And the,
0: oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know enough about her now that I'm thinking about well, it. She's dead now. It's too oh. late. Oh, man. Yeah, but I can oh, show you Rita, some slow we, motion we, Rita, we never knew ye. <laughs>
1: <And> so, so <coughs> the the weird premise of this movie is that he rolls into the old Barbary Coast as a, as a, a nightclub sort of back. He weasels his way in. To some ridiculous little nightclub where he has a friend on the piano, and there are all these showgirls, and Kim Novak is one of the showgirls. She's a, yeah. Not very good. <laughs> no. Um, by confused. the way, did you catch one of the Not other showgirls him. who gets sort of a, a, a few extra lines? Who he, who Sinatra's always calling like a rat. Basically, you're like a rat. That's she was also that same year in Sweet Smell of Success. Oh, Sydney. Oh, really? How could oh. you? That's.
0: I That's love her, that. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so so um, no big deal. Sinatra has to hang on to another job that he knows he's going to lose. Um, uh, here's where Rita Hayworth enters. She right. is somehow this this weird combination of a former showgirl who's married a billionaire right. who's died and left her with money, and now she has to pretend that she's part of high society.
0: Right. Yeah. But I mean, okay, you sort of captured it right there. Yeah. She's an ex stripper, in fact.
1: Well, he, there's some indication uh, Sinatra sort of indicates that he slept with
0: her. Right,
1: back in the old days. Yeah,
0: yeah. She was like, uh, yeah, she was uh, something of a loose woman, and then she lucked herself into like uh, luck, lucked herself into a billionaire. And right? Nicole
1: Smith, her way. Right, into the... that's
0: that, that's who I've been trying to remember the name of for the last thirty seconds. So yeah, yeah. And Nicole Smith for sure.
1: So it's like you know he wants to use her to save the nightclub, or maybe even get a nightclub. Well, he wants going. to get his own
0: nightclub, right? So he's going to wine and dine her, but at the same time, he's fallen in love with Kim Novak. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs>
1: I mean, the thing is, I I really thought I would hate this movie as I was watching it. Mm-hmm. I thought I kept making mental notes about how much I didn't like the movie. By the time the movie ended, I thought I I I had a really good time watching it. Yeah. But I couldn't separate that from Finley Number One. Was it just because it reminded me of like being at your dad's place mm-hmm. on a weekend, drinking champagne and watching movies, or is there something about it that would be, you know, like comfort food? without that personal experience. It's not an
0: insulting movie by any stretch of the imagination. It's really, it's like, it's like, um, you know what, it's like that, uh, it's like that overly familiar southern waitress. Like, it's could be a little bit annoying. It's not everything it's cracked up to be, but overall, there's no, there's no harm in it. You know, like I'm saying, like you can, you can enjoy the fact that this, this is, this is a movie that's just kind of joyfully what it is. It doesn't pretend to be anything else. It's not. A, it's not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it's an. It's a reasonably entertaining movie, and it's got all the goodwill in the fucking world, and it's got. It's got Frank Sinatra being, you know, more Frank than than you're ever going to see him again for a while. Yeah, maybe. You know, like, but like, and I would say Frank sort of at his best before he knew he was. All, he was all shit.
1: It also has a fucking bizarro ending. If Gilda if Gilda had like a disappointing ending, this one's just wow. like, did did they just um, did I take a mushroom suddenly? Like it's a very very strange ending mm-hmm. um, that it, it just sort of leaps into, and I can't quite figure it out. It's it's um, it's a little bit like you know in Singing in the Rain. There's uh, is it Sid, Sid Charisse? No, where it's like, I have an idea. And they just sort of pace like a 20 minute dance section with him in a, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, this sort yeah. of concept, Gene Kelly and this conceptual thing with Sid Charisse. Mm-hmm. This movie kind of ends in a similar fashion. <clears throat> so it's, it's sort of tacked onto the ending
0: <coughs> in a weird way. Yeah, I, yeah, it's yeah. I know this is not a great movie, but like no. I said, it's a movie with a significant amount of goodwill, so it's it's kind of enjoyable to watch.
1: You know, it's not a musical; it's it's something it's else. Got a lot of music, it's a yeah. it's an infomercial for for his latest album in a mm-hmm. way, right? It's probably yeah. part of the contract. And I want to say that um, probably those were my favorite moments when when someone just started singing a great song. And I'm not a musical mm-hmm.
0: fan. Yeah, you don't like musicals, but this this didn't have that quality of like. This is yeah. did well, a, a little bit, but, but at the same time, okay. He's a nightclub singer, so every once in a while he sings. That's yeah, part but there's of no prompting job. of it. That's uh, the, yeah. that's what's musical like it. And you know, Rita Hayworth
1: sings Bewitched.
0: Which, by the way, she didn't sing that. Oh, who sang it? Uh, some some uh, I think an African American woman. Or something. Well, she could um, like, suddenly. Yeah, it I spoken. think African American. <laughs> I can't remember the person's name. Well, you couldn't
1: have mishandled that more. Yeah, um, yeah. black woman. She uh, she could sing though. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I she think she maybe, maybe by this
0: point she uh, Yeah, she did. Yeah, I think maybe at this point, like the the, the booze had ruined her voice or something a, like that. Uh, what a juicer she was, uh-huh. Tommy. Yeah, uh-huh. yes. What a juicy juicer! Yeah. Right,
1: I mean, I, I would, if I were to be completely fair, I'd have a hard time going above two and a half out of four stars for this.
0: I'd go three, but that's a nostalgia thing. It's for maybe me.
1: nostalgia. Whereas yeah. Gilda, I could see it getting four, maybe right, three no. and a half four.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, and if you're and if you're an SFO file, like it's going to be a three and a half, an for SFO
1: sure. file.
0: Ooh, yes, <laughs> love me <Mr>. some San Fran. <laughs> it never bothers you, does it?
1: No, no one knows what you're talking about. I think they do, Joe. I think it's just you, but it's just I'm on the outside of the SFO file. You're
0: on the outside of I'm <laughs> looking in. Um. Okay. Good. All right. Um. <laughs> I think that's it, man.
1: Gilda. I'm mean, a Gilda Radner. I was gonna say Gilda Radner. Um, Rita oh, Hayworth. Be, we should do Gilda Radner next. Rita,
0: Rita Radner. <laughs> Rita Hayworth is um, kind of tragic, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in a way. Oh, but damn, damn it, she was beautiful for for a window there. She was something else.
1: Yeah, but I mean, clearly, like, really <laughs> kind of unhappy and, and, but, but fooling herself, right? Because she, she. So was, you're
0: saying vulnerable. I like it. I like where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm kidding. I would, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Complete that no, button. no, no. I'm totally. Yeah.
1: Uh, I can't think of anything else <laughs> of, of import uh, other than separate tables that she did either. That's the thing. It's, I, th- I felt like Gilda was this well, but, opening but the scenes, and ending for her
0: uh, there, there's a thing actually no It was it, my understanding is that for like about a decade she was she was she was Columbia like she was the biggest star like she she carried a lot of weight for a while there what
1: movies I'm curious but I don't you know I
0: don't know I was just doing some reading on it and, um, and I mean and I believe
1: it, you but I'm just I'm just like I can't think of any
0: I was doing reading on Pal Joey and it was talking about like Frank Sinatra's sort of deference to her star quality I mean it had passed by that point but it had been rather significant before so that's, that's where I'm pulling that from. But I wonder if he's even sort of cap-
1: captured by the whole pinup aspect of, of who she was just before he but got famous. Frank. I mean, come on. That was Tuesday for him. Um, there's, um, yeah, according to this movie, I guess there's Fire Down Below. I forgot about that movie. And then there's Lady from Shanghai, which I've never seen.
0: I want to see that. That's, uh, the, that's an Orson Welles, right? Yeah. yeah We're going get to get some more Orson in here. Oh, before let's get know. some Orson in here, yeah. my
1: friend. Orson Bean. Right. Orson Wells.
0: That too. All right, pal. All of it. hmm Okay. <laughs> All right, man. Um, yeah. Is um, anything? All right. Well, Mr. Finley, you have a lovely day. All right. We thanks, We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.